If Danny DeVito was going to play one character out of the books thus far, what character would he play? <laughs> <laughs> I want him to play Kinnick, I mean, but it's like... That would be awful. I'm going to go with De- De- Devad Restart. Oh, Devad? Devad. Oh, Devad, Devad, Devad yeah. That, or I feel like he could put a really good spin on people. Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome to Buckkeep Radio, where you can't stop the signal. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 34, Ship of Destiny, the prologue through chapter 4, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a new reader. I'm Eli, and I'm a new reader. Elena, I'm a new reader. And I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. All right, so Alyssa's not here tonight, so I'm holding down the fort or the deck, the bilge pump, whatever. <laughs> the, the the poop deck. The poop oh. deck. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Uh, <laughs> I have no corrections, omissions, or announcements. I just want to say I am so proud of us for getting as far as we have. We've gotten very far. I think... We're going to be not quite finished with the Live Ship Trilogy on our one-year anniversary. Wow. Yeah, I haven't actually sat down and mapped that out. Two trilogies a year. Yeah. We... <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Fucking awesome. We did take really long breaks during We took a couple of months off, yeah. like Because there were cons back when you could go to cons. Mm-hmm. I miss cons. <laughs> now we have all the time really, in the world. I haven't missed a con yet, so I can't miss it yet. But we look, we're we're in Corona Con. It's the the endless con, yeah. worst con, <laughs> the worst con where none of us can leave our rooms. <laughs> but we're gonna do closet cosplay. Oh well, by we... the time this goes up, we will yeah, have I know. done it. So. We have done Closet Cosplay. I'm sure it was great. I'm sure we Yay did a really good job. <laughs> and we, it, was, it was so utterly fabulous. Like, uh, if y'all did not see my companion, Keki, like, go find it because it was great. Uh, we are posting on Mondays now. So hello from our first Monday. Hello. Hopefully hello. the extra couple days was not horrible wait. And now you don't have to wait extra days. You just wait a week. So Monday fucking sucks. You made it. Which made your Mondays better. Yeah, now your Mondays are better. You have us. Uh, I have no content warnings for this section, so let's get started. Elena, you're up first. Yep, I've got the prologue. Summer's end, so we know where we are in the year. Um, And the prologue is She Who Remembers. We open with a soliloquy from boss bitch Serpentina, she who remembers, who might as well be wearing a t-shirt that reads, burdened with glorious purpose. She is ruminating on her role in the dragon life cycle as a vessel for memories, not just her own life, from the moments she began forming in the egg, but the link to lives of those who had gone before her were nested inside her. Um, So I'm just going to take a big old drag on the Gandalf pipe here. And contemplate the mindfuck of remembering your own existence from the time before you had a brain. 
the ether is real, y'all. <laughs> anyway, um, we got a glimpse of sweet little baby worm, she who remembers, um, who hatched late, but perfect, and was snatched from the beach by the abominations. We still don't get a word on what the fuck those things actually are, but whatever, so they're all dead, so they don't matter. Um, we get to hear about the shitty truck stop exotic exhibit cage they had for her with a tide pool that was like a cramped pool and where she could barely move. And when she would feel the migration season and swell up with her memory poison and leak it all over herself, how embarrassing, they would drink the water from her pool and inebriate themselves on her poisons. That's Ew. so fucked. Yeah. He's super fucked. Uh, she remembers Wintrow fondly because he risked his short meeting with life to save her, and she still follows the silver ship that smells like something she should remember. She is being driven very hard by her instinct to get to others of her kind and share memories. It's like eating and mating drives combined. It's irresistible. Um, so swimming along in Vivacious Wake, she runs into our old friend Moby Dick, the big white serpent who has <laughs> gone completely feral. He is not interested in remembering but she's not going to waste her chance to remember at the first of her own kind she has ever seen also like let's just have a moment that how fucking sad that was like that was the first like of her own kind she'd actually seen in person and it, and it was that it was that one it was that guy um so she wraps him up and toxins him and when he remembers all he can say is why why now <laughs> when it's too late for all of us why couldn't I die ignorant of all that I could have been? Why could you not have left me a beast? And he swims the fuck out of that party, and she who remembers is alone again. She swims around and around, tasting the water for serpents, and she finally gets a tang of some sweet, sweet toxin. But when she reaches the source, it's just the silver hull of the ship above the water. Doo, doo, doo. They're still gross. Do you get the feeling that all of the serpents are like they're idiots and then when they wake up they're all like assholes with three like fifteen PhDs and <laughs> You know I... what I mean? <laughs> None of them are normal. They're all just like, Oh, I am the king of I am the king of knowledge. I feel like <laughs> it's so it's like the same as when Malta was flooded with memories like maybe they're a little more able to handle it but they're uh, I will get to this later in my chapter but it's like you you they have all the knowledge but it like doesn't all fit in there not all at once mm. they don't get it and so they forget shit and I feel like the Malta forgets shit and the dragons forget shit, and the serpents forget shit, and it's it's just you know nobody can hold on to all of it. Yeah, but Malta got better. And the dragons and serpents get worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's definitely a difference between having like the sort of um, from having a database of all the, the knowing and having that database like indexed where you can actually access anything. I think it's also like if you live long enough, you shouldn't really be expected to remember everything, even if it was important. Like, I'm sure there are many things that I thought I'll never forget this when I was like 12 that I don't remember at all. Mm. True. It it reminds me of like like Sherlock Holmes where he's always like, well, that's not important. I won't even bother with 
worrying about that because it will just cloud out the important things. And these, you know, these creatures have everything stored in them and they don't, they don't remember anything because they've just got too much shit in their heads. Yep. Not enough RAM. So I wanted to go. Oh, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, sorry, Ashley. I was just gonna say I did feel really bad for her though when she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna wrap my first guy," and then she wraps them all up, and he's like, "Get the fuck out of me! Why'd you do that?" (laughs) God damn it! Like she's finally living her purpose, and she got shot down first one out the gate. (laughs) Memories without consent. Yeah, that was a pretty harsh rejection. No, it is depressing. Ugh. Well, yeah, ignorance is bliss. But I think that there's a little theory here. I think it was Ashley that was asking, how did they know which one was she who remembers out of all of the hatchlings? It seems like she was born last. Mm-hmm. Which may or may not have been a coincidence, but was like she was the only one there. And they were like, hey, look what we found. Yeah, yeah. it lucked out. Hmm. Or it could be like a thing where maybe the ones that remember. No, uh, I was I was gonna say maybe it's a thing where the ones who remember like don't like don't come out right away or as soon as the others. But like all the ones that became live ships clearly made it out. So yeah, she was just she was just a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they she had to marinate in the memories longer. Yeah, she had to so marinate longer. Every every time that the serpents are like, oh, that's one who remembers. I can smell her. Um, and then anytime you like Malkin, he can do more with his toxins with other people than other people can. Um, this, she who remembers the white serpent, she can do like clearly like a lot with her toxins. Yeah. I think that like the more you, the more, you know, the more, the better you can do with your toxins. And then that's what they're smelling. Maybe. Hmm. That's what they're following. Gross. Maybe she just had the biggest venom sacks. (laughs) I can't describe to you guys how upsetting it was to read that the abominations or the others got drunk off of her toxins that she spewed when she was like upset and just having a horrible time. I'm like, that is so wrong. That's yeah, like that was disgusting. But that's just Dune. Ashley. No. You you forget <laughs> that I haven't read that. Well that it's the water of life. It's the water of life. That's the doom. It's even shaped right. It's a little worm that they stick in the water and then it horks and then you drink the hork and oh, you see God. stuff. Gross. I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> Okay. Is that is that is that enough is that enough of the uh of our writhing friends? I'm good. Yeah. Somebody okay. needs to make Elena a t shirt that says burdened with glorious purpose. <laughs> well that's no that like I'm 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 referencing the fact that that's a t shirt like one of one of I don't know whether it's um Jordan or um uh Elena, one of their shops has that. I think it's a quote from Loki, yeah. maybe. Oh, really? a, I didn't yeah. Know that. yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, then there you go. Already a reference. 
Because you are she who remembers, not like the rest of us. I don't want to remember. Why now? <laughs> Take it away, Jenny. Right. Bring us into chapter... this new book. Chapter one is apparently called The Rain Wild, which I forgot. Um, so thanks for putting that in here. Um, so Malta, the one-woman rowing crew, is struggling to steer their little rowboat through the thick trees of the Rainwild River. The satrap, ever helpful idiot that he is, suggests that it would obviously be much easier to paddle over to where the trees are thinner. Malta is super done with the useless boy satrap, and at this point, and his cowering companion Keki. She hates them so much, and I mean, fair. She tells them that until he picks up a plank to help paddle, he doesn't get a say. She basically tells him to shut up, and I applauded her. <laughs> um, not to mention that if they row out there and go so much faster, as he suggests, they'll probably get swept away by the current and lose control. Which, of course, is exactly what happens when Malta is forced to go around a little bit of debris they get stuck in. Um, Malta tries to get Cosco to actually be helpful for a moment, instead of just bitching and moaning all the time by shoving the extra makeshift ore in his hands, but of course he loses it immediately. Shocking. <laughs> um, in the midst of all of this, he's complaining about how dirty and bug-bitten he is, and how the Rainwilders suck, and they're no better than pirates, and how he's going to unleash the full weight of his wrath upon them, blah 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 blah. And Malta basically reads in the riot act because she's so over his bad attitude and tells him that he's hardly in a position to make demands and posture about revenge. And then, like any good Bingtown trader would, she cites how the Seychrap should honor the original Bingtown trader claims and contracts and stop giving everything away to the new traders. The politics is obviously too much for Costco, who basically decides to just tell her that she's ugly now instead and how no one will want to marry her. He has such great manners. <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyway, as they're getting swept down the river past the city, Malta sees Kendrew at the suspiciously empty docks and tries to call for help to no avail. She's pretty much sure they're going to die. Really, I think it sounds like she and Rain are a perfect match with their constant predictions of their own demise. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Kefri is depressed about the kids because they're still missing. Um, Johnny tries to get her to rest and wash and eat because these rainwilders are used to this whole earthquake thing. They've got a system and an understanding that inevitably they'll all lose someone to the city. Kefri is having a bit of an identity crisis, though, because she, because who is she without her children? And Johnny's like, dear God. Um, she tries to pull <laughs> her back up by telling her that just yesterday she was volunteering to go on a secret spy mission back to Bingtown, but it doesn't really seem to have the desired effect. Fortunately, news of the dragon comes to distract them from the angst, and Johnny and Bendy are forced to realize that Rain may just have been right after all. Whoopsies. Right. Uh, speaking of Rain, he's back in the Crown Rooster Chamber with Selden, still kind of waiting to die, because he rightly assumes, <laughs> rightly <laughs> doubts that the dragon is, is not coming back to save them. As they wait, Selden takes the opportunity to tell Rain that, you know, he doesn't actually look that bad, even up close, and he doesn't have many of those wobbly <laughs> things either, like Malta feared. Um, but at least he's got some cool glowing blue eyes, though, so it's it's okay. Of course, Rain's now suddenly having, like, an existential crisis about whether or not appearances will matter that much to Malta, and, like, has he met, here, met her? I don't know, but it's fine, because they might die anyway. Um, Selden realizes that maybe he overstepped with the comments and tries to change the subject back to how and Sal's name are going to get out of there, but before they can make any real plans, the earth is trembling again and the chamber door is sagging, mud and water pouring in. So, you know, they're back to probably dying. Oh man, it's like the you're laying there, and you're eyes. starving to death, you're tired, <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna fucking die, and then somebody's like, oh yeah, P.S., your lady, she ain't too hot on them wobbly things. 
Like, kick him when he's down, self Damn. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought she liked the veil. I thought she liked it. No. Yeah, she liked the veil what because will I do? they're. It, <laughs> Because it's Sh- it's Schrodinger's uh, it's Schrodinger's Rainwilder is he is he hot or not? It's it's both until you know for sure. <laughs> the el- the elusive hot Rainwilder they exist. <laughs> he is the elusive hot Rainwilder. He he's only got a couple little specks on his forehead. He's doing good. And, he's, and he's only got some scales around eyes. his mouth. Glowing yeah. blue eyes. I know. I need to. It gives me. Rain's like, do they glow? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I guess I'm an adult now. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, scales around his mouth part wasn't so hot to me, but I mean, it depends on what they look like. Can he grow a mustache? Mad at it. Maybe yeah. he can cover him. This is like a would you rather, and then you get I mean, into like yeah, all the tricks. Yeah, that's basically a mustache to... compared <laughs> yeah. to like wobbly well, daglies. And it's not like it's I an mean, open you know, sore or something. Brashen has sentenced sores around his mouth. Would you rather that or no. some scales? I'd like a scale. I don't want to <laughs> the scales. Althea and Malzai can compare notes. I'll take the scales and the another dune reference another dune reference in two chapters way to go robin hob all right um i really continue to enjoy how much malta just hates the satrap so much and keki too she's like has she always been this stupid probably (laughs) at at least keki seems to have some like minor like instinct for self-preservation the satrap has exactly none like (laughs) Like, at least he's Jackie like, can st- the river stand stole up and it scream out of for my help. Hands. What did you expect me to do? <laughs> Hold it? Jesus, woman. <laughs> like, uh, like, can we just, can we Darwin award him, please? Well, I also like that he, he has the, you know, the tried and true when a man is being outthought by a woman, he goes straight for her looks because yeah, right. mm, that's supposed to be what she cares about more than anything else. Yep. It's kind of like, sure, sure sign that you just out-argued him and he's embarrassed. Yep. So way to go, Malta. <laughs> yep. Hope you have the you internal wherewithal to recognize it. I, am, you just I am interested to know, like, how busted Malta looks and if she's gonna, like, one, okay, the thing of, like, people getting giant scars running down their faces in these books. Like, is every trilogy gonna have a character where they get a giant scar that runs down their face? But two, like, how... Maybe. <laughs> Does, does that link them? Does that mean that they're a catalyst because they get a scar down their face? Um, but so yeah, I'm like curious. how busted does she look? Like I thought she I'm... like hurt, hit her head and she's got like oh you know like a dainty lady scar. But this sounds like she's kind of messed up. I'm I'm con- oh, well not concerned. I'm I'm interested in whether it's a. It's totally a like impact related injury, or if it's more like the blue shit on the back of her neck stuff. Well, I definitely feel like she's getting some of that. I feel like it can't all just be a scar that's like grossing out. Yeah, because because Rain keeps scratching himself and she keeps scratching herself, and I, I feel like it's not coincidence. Yeah. So what you're saying is we should just blame everything on the dragons. Maybe. Yes. Which is fine with me. They're molting. <laughs> sure. Why not? 
What, well, what would be what mean, would be the height of irony if Rain doesn't have the wobblies, but then like suddenly Malta has wobblies? Malta just, oh god! <laughs> Deal with her own. My wobblies. thing is like she hasn't really spent that much time. Okay, so the blue dot showed up really early on, and like she hadn't spent that much time with Rain, unless you count like their shared dreams as time together. Like can can the skin issues transfer via dream like what is she turning into where where is well, it coming I, from like what's the root cause i think that her skill is link to the, dragon to the dragon is a lot is greater yeah. than reigns and i think reigns is well see this is where it's weird because people who are not skill link to the dragon get wobblies get way more yeah and he doesn't have that yeah. many and he's been talking to it so i don't so know I don't but know. then he got his glowing eyes earlier than other people do but not, right i mean glowing eyes though that's not offensive that's cool no i'm just saying though like if if the effects of living in this environment and being in contact with with these i don't know log dragons are why they're like this there's something else going on because it's not just time. Yeah. Mm. But it still doesn't really explain. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll see where that goes. Well, in, in terms of Malta's injuries, like it's been like uh, a, um, a day since we got Rain's look at her face where he was basically like, oh, God, she still like got two black eyes and looks like she True, got yeah. bounced out of a cabin that overturned or a carriage that overturned. So like I I didn't even get the impression that she had much in the way of actual like like Blooms. like scar yeah. bleeding. It's just like, like you know, I she just looks like the, shit because she's got like bruises all over her face. The satrap and, would think that like a tiny scar was spoiling her face. Also, right. so I don't know if I trust yeah. his, his opinion. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to be a bitch. Yeah, like, he so. is. And you know <laughs> exactly. what? He's fucking good at it. He's a bitch. So it could be. It could be nothing. It could be almost nothing. Yeah, it's and... just like a smudge of dirt. We should yeah. just name him Regina. <laughs> you know, I I don't. You forgot to he's... wear makeup this morning. You look so tired. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. Are you ill? Are you okay? Are you ill? Are What's you wrong upset? with you? I, I, I get why they don't want to just like walk around because that obviously it's like a poisonous water situation. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if there was any better way out of this. I don't even think that they can. Them. I don't think there's like stable ground that they can get to. Yeah. Plus, I'm pretty sure if it's like acidic water that would eat away the boat it's probably gonna do that to your skin yeah but it's like on them anyway right like if it's eating away at the boat it's eating away at them they're not dry <laughs> i'm i'm sure that if you had two competent people with oars you probably could have like yeah maybe like she was kind of holding her own by herself until they got into the the middle of the stream that fuckwad was like yeah oh, i can't use my hands like how i mean come on <laughs> How do I use it? Just use it to steer. He was How? like tried to use the oar for like three seconds and lost it. She's like, just stick it into the water. He's like, oh, the river took it from my hand. <laughs> She's like, oh my god. He That's really real. He doesn't seem to take his own imminent death seriously. I'm like, how can you not be concerned for yourself at this point? Because he clearly thinks that something is magical Miraculous. is going to happen yeah. and he's going to be saved. Yeah. He's a satrap. They wouldn't let him sit in a 
river for a week. Well, they let him sit underneath the ground <laughs> in a mud pit. So yeah, they almost drowned in a mud not? pit. It's the nice room, guy. <laughs> He's been high for half his life. He doesn't know any better. Yeah. Honestly, that's just it. He's in a bad mood because he's not high. Yeah, he's or not he thinks, or he doesn't know that he's not. Maybe he thinks it's just a trip. Like this is just a, this is just a shitty right. trip. I just have to get through. Well, this. He doesn't even think he's high. He just thinks he's sick. <laughs> when he's, he's not high. <laughs> yeah, when he's when he's. It's like that episode of Always Sunny where they're they don't have alcohol and they think that they have the flu and they really are just <laughs> they're just <alcoholic>. alcoholics. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, I'm dying. It's like, yeah, because you're stupid. I also feel that Kefria is rapidly becoming uh, pointless as a character. <clears throat> they yeah. they hinted that she might not be pointless, but she's she's yeah yeah. I, she well, was yeah. back to feeling pointless again. Yeah. Even if she even if she does get a mission, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't done. care about her. Like whatever. I'm over her. I'd like to see her get some character growth finally, but you know, I, eh. I, I who knows? I don't know. I don't I want to spend any more time her, with like, her. I don't care if she gets better. It's... I had some hope for her back at the beginning when she finally realized that like Kyle sucked, but then yeah. like, and then forgot. she hasn't quite progressed <laughs> since then. Yeah. Shall we move on to chapter two? We're moving fast. All right. Chapter two. Traitors and traitors. (laughs) Two different words. Traitors. Two different words. Traitors and traitors. (laughs) Welcome to the South. (laughs) All right. When the action is rising and... And the dirt is flying in other parts of the story. What reader wouldn't want to suddenly be dropped amongst the weeds with Ronica Vestrit? Well, here we are in the ruins of the Vestrit estate. Ronica's there to pick through her stuff after the place has been pillaged. Uh, Ronica's motivation for staying behind is just as murky to me as it was in the last book. She's decided <laughs> that she wants to stay behind and stick up for the memory of the horrible, horrible Devad and assert herself possibly in ways she never did before the fall of Bingtown in the political workings of the traitors as a group. Quote, perhaps it was because nothing worse could happen to her than had already happened. And you know, I'm not sure I agree, I Ronica, don't fucking you... agree with that at all, sorry. You... <laughs> what? <laughs> you may be old, but there's no reason the best of your life needs to be behind you. But I think you should pay attention to stuff like this because there is an ongoing theme that I've noticed in Hobbes' works, the a a preoccupation with aging and not just aging, but like the horrible, horribleness of aging. (laughs) So anyway, right now, Ronica's just hanging around the ashes of her old life, running into Sir Wintrell, who escapes a good cudgeling by being there to moon after Malta. And he's just... (laughs) Being generally pathetic. Very. Sirwin <laughs> mm-hmm. exposition dump Trell and Ronica talk about the quick fall of society in Bingtown in the Chalcedian attack. Like, it just overnight rules none. Like, society, none. Social expectations, none. 
So what the old traders, the new traders, the three ships immigrants and the slaves and the Chalcedians are all doing is just kind of fighting. And the Trolls still don't like Brashen, just a reminder. And the Vestris has been lumped in with Devad as probable traders and ninnies. So key info appears <laughs> to be that the new traders do not want to recognize Jamelian authority and thus Cyrilla. And the old traders, who are led by a guy named Road Cairn or Red Cairn, <laughs> are close to all-out confrontation with the new traders. It's a mess. Ronica asks if Cirilla would speak to her, and Sirwin, a stupid kid who knows fuck all, says he doesn't know, but she's living in Devad's house, so you could go check. Meanwhile, Cirilla is roughing it in Devad's house, where there are only a few servants, and she has to ask for things from them. She's thinking about how she's going to maintain her power grab in a burning town that doesn't actually want Jamalian rule anymore when Ronica shows up for a visit. The bone of contention is Devad being a traitor. Ronica says he isn't. Cirilla says who cares? Quote, <laughs> I want Devad's property surrendered to his heirs. I want my own name cleared and an apology from those who endangered my family. I expect reparations from them as well, which is rich coming from a woman who thought selling slaves was a good idea. So Cirilla attempts to avoid her by, like, turning to the left and staring at the wall and ignoring her. But Ronica is persistent, imperious, and way more confident than Cirilla. When Cirilla claims that Devad has been tried and found guilty by her as representative of the Satrap, Ronica insists on being able to investigate on her own. It's CSI Bingtown! <laughs> <laughs> Ronica knows enough from Malta's report from surviving the carriage abduction and is off to read through Devad's ledgers while Cirilla sweats. And then Road Cairn and some other traders show up to bully Cirilla and find out that Ronica lives. And I confess to not truly being invested in the storyline about a town all the main characters have spent most of their arcs leaving, but whatever. <laughs> Why are these trader lads supportive of Cirilla? Well, she's promised to enforce the terms of the original charter, which is really the only reason the traders would be okay with continued Jamillion taxes after this whole shit show, which goes back to what Malta said to the Satrap. I'm not sure why they would buy her promises that Jamelia will enforce the trade charters against the Chalcedian encroachment, but hey, everyone needs hope. <laughs> Quote, you each bring your own strengths to the table. Your elders know Bingtown's history and bring years of negotiating experience. They know that something cannot be gained without all parties being willing to surrender lesser points. While these, your sons, realize that their future depends on the original charter of Bingtown being recognized by all who reside here. If we are united in deciding to treat with the new traders, I will suggest a list of new traders who might be open to such. And they all kind of get like a little like, wait, you will? She's like, yeah, I will. So Cirilla decides to use <laughs> Rode as her main man tool to take care of the annoying Ronica, which I'm not sure is a good idea because this dude has goals. But you do you, Cirilla. The situation is a disaster. I, I don't like Cirilla at all. It's yeah, it was like yeah, this was the first I chapter I didn't I did not care for like, her. How did she turn into such a shitty human? Because she only read about Bingtown in books. And, and so because she thinks that her she primary be... companion for the last like however many years has been the Satrap. Yeah. One of my one of my it? least favorite moments was when she was like i don't know what to do what would the satrap do in this moment right and I was just like, <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? 
The problem is that, like, neither one of them are particularly likable because Ronica's just like, Tavad's not a traitor. Like, really? Who cares? I know. Like, yeah. he's fucking dead. Who gives a shit? He's dead. He was shitty when he was alive. He only brought you down. Like, let it fucking go. I don't really get it either because, like, from a, from my perspective as a reader, I'm not invested in the clearing of Tavad's name. I, like, literally don't care. I get, no, like, I, mean, I, I get the portion of, like, trying to figure out and like what really happened that night and what that whole like play is but that should be completely separate from clearing devad's name i mean i get trying to clear your own name yeah but, like i think that, that they're irreparably also linked. trying to clear i think that she knows for sure yeah, that but like, why is make not it a bad worse? guy devad well i mean he's not a he's not a good guy but he's not like he wasn't he wasn't trying know, he to bring about their downfall of the. He wasn't thing. murdering wasn't babies. He, he was just taking wasn't slaves and trying to but, steal people's but lives. Wasn't he doing? I'm sorry. We no, they, no. Go back. Go no, back no, no, to no, everything no. you she's guys trying, just said. She's trying to save herself, and they are linked. You can't. No, you can't I get that. But them. he Wouldn't is murdering babies, and he is trying to bring down the fall of everything that they hold dear. No, I was. I was dripping in sarcasm when I made my statement. Oh, dripping, my dear. Like, it wouldn't no. it be better for her to, like, save herself by distancing herself from him now? Like, say, like, you're right. Maybe he was a traitor. I don't know, but I'm not. But you know, we like, were just let it go. in his cart. <laughs> like, he kidnapped my daughter. It was not me. <laughs> well, I mean, he did kind of want to use no, her. I mean, that's <laughs> so, totally a lie. Mm-hmm. Devad wasn't trying to do anything other than make himself succeed. And right. he is irreparably linked with the Vestrits, like, because they would not let him go. So yeah. she has got to clear him or at least, you know, appear to be on the side of clearing him or they're, you know, she's fucked. I don't know. I think that she could still prove that something was amiss that night without needing to clear his name. Because she's not in on the whole thing of, you know, where her daughter is and them, or, you know, the whole plot with the say trap and all of that. She's just like, there was this incident, people died, he's gone, what the fuck is happening? You know, they weren't clued into all of that. And so it's like fair, okay, she's not like a crazy old lady because, yeah, something was definitely weird. But I don't think she needs to clear Tabat's name to prove that. Well, the other thing is that, like, Cyril is the one who started the whole thing. Right, place. exactly. I, so I, I understood her reasons yeah. for it at the time, but now it's like, you're you're arguing with this woman who, like, they could be on the same side, and it could actually be good for both of them, but then, like, they're both so, like, dug in on this one, like, issue that no one should care about. Right, well, it's because Ronica thinks that she's a stupid twit, and Cyrilla yeah. has this, like, this dream of, like, having her own power and being, like, the ruler of Bingtown for no reason, other than the fact that she read about it once and she liked that women could own property or whatever it was. And they don't even do that anymore. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, she's she's so, like, you know, she's been so, you know, enamored by Bingtown, and because of, like, how you know, women can fare there. And it's like, no, it's awful. It's like, go to the six duchies. 
Live in the houses with no glass yeah. windows. You'll be better off. Boil your own water. <laughs> well, I'm. I was just. I don't know. Just. I was just appalled at her social skills. Like they were fucking terrible. Uh huh. Like, and it was. I thought it was very enlightening. Um, as a reader. Um, and I actually think this was a really like clever sort of literary device um, to juxtapose because like before we had only seen Cirilla's perspective of herself against Jamalian society. And, you know, so we had some sympathy with her because she seemed like she was better than the satrap and like his other companions and like the, maybe the rest of what was going on with Jamalia. But here we see how sort of shitty her cultural conditioning is even if she's the best of Jamalia, you know from our perspective she's actually kind of shitty because she's like like how you know kyle came in and like he wasn't i mean yes he's terrible but like he was still coming very much from the mindset of he was you know doing right by his standards it's kind of yeah similar to that like it's just that everything is so at odds with how they function yeah it's like, you know, yeah. if they were to go to the six duchies, they'd be, like, laughed out of them. Well, it makes you <laughs> think like... about, like, what were the books that she read to learn about Bingtown? <laughs> because they clearly weren't written by anyone from Bingtown. <laughs> right. They're also, like... I was going to say, they're also yeah. very old. Yeah. <laughs> I th- I... But, I mean, but, yeah, but just looking at the way she sort of, you know, looks at the servant is, like like it's not a person like this like she's looking at the servant as if it's a slave like yeah. it should he shouldn't be talking he shouldn't be observing this conversation he shouldn't be part of it like what the fuck is he doing he should just be doing exactly what i say and enforcing my will like she's got this very kind of imperious and dehumanizing attitude yeah. toward the servant and um you know and then like her like i mean at the point like she and ronica actually if if they could have like a an honest conversation would probably get on quite well but like you right. know she's just refusing to like allow anybody else's perspective yeah she's trying in, to carve and... out her position so yeah yes. but at the same time she like is throwing herself in the path of these men that she doesn't know despite being this person who's like you that know, was really I will never yeah, let men control me, me again and i'm like who's this fucking guy like coming yeah. into your house and telling you what to do yeah because yes if she sat down and talked to ronica they probably would have a lot of common ground and like maybe together they might be able to formulate a plan i mm-hmm. mean not that i should give ronica that much credit but like maybe you know <laughs> but then like yeah she's just sort of they're just really stubborn and at odds with each other for no reason and it's very frustrating to read it was also i think it was very shocking because before you had always seen her in contrast to the satrap mm-hmm. and now you see her in contrast to like more normal people and sh- she doesn't seem like quite the you know she's not quite the paragon she appeared to be in front of the satrap <laughs> <laughs> yeah she, uh, well, you know, anybody I mean, she obviously is satrap, expecting but... like this the, anybody who is below her is a slave and and everyone's to... below her yeah because <laughs> she's the satrap yep i just don't really yeah i don't see how she thinks all of this is gonna play out for her you know like i don't know 
Yeah, because she just wants well, to trick everyone, and I'm like, is that really that's that's right? The like, basis if she had gone plan? to them honestly and was like, "Hey, I need to get out of there. I have information. I can help you." Like, I feel like it would have gone better for her than her trying to like, you know, make herself you know queen of Bingtown and yeah, right, hold everybody to this you know rule of Jamelia nonsense that they don't want which she has to know that they don't she has want. to know that and I, I think this goes back to like the the question that we ask ourselves every episode is like is this the patriarchy and like <laughs> like yes she is rebelling against a lot of things inside her own culture but she has still internalized so much of that and she will never get out of it like would it be better for her to say i'm gonna ally with the new traders or at least people who don't want jamelian rule and get rid of the jamelians right i i don't want to be part of that i don't enjoy or think that their society is better i you know i i as a woman would want more freedoms and instead she's upholding their tenants she's acting as the satraps will even though she hates him she is mm-hmm. you know spreading her kind of poisonous views about individuality and and freedom throughout you know mm-hmm. all of her interactions with people i she's and, not and, as enlightened as she thinks she is and by her sloppy. own admission she doesn't even know what she's doing in yeah the exactly she's sloppy like she doesn't know what the fuck is going on and it's gonna catch up with her right because she doesn't trust anyone enough to actually listen to anything they're telling yeah. her and she's not keen enough on how to be a master manipulator and she's gonna fuck yeah. it all and up I, I kind of get why she a little bit why she doesn't want to like listen to anybody else because if she she set herself up in this position where if she does then she's admitting weakness and then you know everything's gonna fall apart but well but that's her at the that's same how time she's interpreted how power works exactly if she, she had a right like it's not it's not the way to go but they would tell yeah. her that taking help from others does not make you weak right but if you think about the satraps organization of power where he is like the the tippity top and she and he's who she's been dealing with her whole life she doesn't understand that the people of bingtown have power yeah mm-hmm. right they have more power than the satrap who is currently drowning in a rickety little boat <laughs> whose nobles want to kill him and take his kingdom from with veronica's granddaughter yeah like well the, there are I mean, a lot the of one possibilities she, one time she was able to take power for herself she like stole it in this sneaky way and that's what she's relying on now. The yeah. same kind of tactics. Mm-hmm. She goofed. Yeah, she's opening doors and then closing them behind her again. It's like, no, yeah. no, no, no. You gotta, like, bust through the walls, girl. She's, like, she's not doing it right. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's it's definitely, like, very interestingly written. Because, yeah. you know, like, because we can have all these conversations. And, like, it is really well done. Because we have seen her... You know, with this other set of characters, and now we're seeing her with you know our main characters, and it's just sort of, it's very right. It's the, still the same point of view. She's just kind of switched. She switched the stage a little, and suddenly we have new perspectives on her. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. All right, shall we move on to chapter three? Sure. Mm, intro. <laughs> uh, I had chapter three. It's called Wintro, aka Ouch. Um, cause you know, he's just, he's busted and he's in a lot of pain. I will say this. I did not like this chapter. 
having to recap this chapter <laughs> killed a piece of my soul. Um, I apologize. I did like an okay-ish job with it, but I just, this whole chapter, while I was reading it, I was like, oh my God, please, if I, please don't make me have to recap this chapter. And then I got it. So. I, I looked um, and there were two chapters left and I said, I don't want that one. I was just so busy today and I got, you know, I was last in. It's fine. That's how it's fine. It's fine. It's cool. So, um, <laughs> pardon my shitty recap. <laughs> So we open on the Vivacia um, with a figurehead fearing the worst for Wintrow. Kenneth is incredibly helpful at consoling her, saying that they are days away from civilization, and in that time, Wintrow will either live or he'll die. Um, so <laughs> Kenneth should get his own show, a la Dr. Phil. They're equally as horrible humans, and I'm sure he's just as helpful. Uh, most of Vivacia's concern is that she cannot sense Wintrow at all. Like, not at all. She can't find him living. She doesn't feel him as dead. She just doesn't have a line on him. And she's panicking about how much her life will suck if he's gone. Vivacia is also freaking out a little bit after touching She Who Remembers Slime because now she's starting to realize things about herself. And self-reflection can be very painful and confusing, you guys. So, uh, quote... I fear the whole of my identity. I have a face I wear to show the world, but there is more to it, uh, more to me than that. There are other faces concealed in me. I sense a past behind my past. If I do not guard against it, I fear I will leap out and change all I am. So now we know a bit more about how maybe Paragon was feeling after his serpent encounter and kind of what he was saying to Althea and Brashen and... Um, you know, it's they're definitely having like existential crises after talking to serpents. <laughs> Um, Kenneth, being so good at thinking of others, is all, well, what about me? Why can't I be enough for you? And Vivacia's like, because I don't really know you, which is kind of a sick burn because he hasn't been forthcoming and she <laughs> kind of has that read on him a little bit. So Kenneth is sitting on the pity pot because everyone is just so obsessed with Wintrow and damn it, he needs attention too. And then the creepy charm teases him for it <laughs> and drops some creepy wizardwood charm facts like they are so linked that if Kenneth tried to burn the charm, Kenneth's flesh would burn as well. So that's like how this is what we're dealing with here. Shit is shady as all hell. Um, we also learned that while everyone is treating Kenneth like a god for commanding the sea and the serpent when they were at Otherus Island... He actually has no fucking clue what happened and is just hoping he doesn't let anybody down or that they find out that he's a fraud. So, Kenneth's hoping people don't find out he's a fraud. We hop over to Edda, who is sponging water into Wintrow's mouth while he's unconscious. And he's still, like, raw and just really gross and he's just a mess. And really, he could die at any moment. Um, they haven't seen, like, any sign of improvement whatsoever in his healing and the vestrits are doing great right <laughs> they're still alive <laughs> ed is concerned about how wintro's death would impact everyone and she and Kenneth have to have come to kind of like rely on him quite a bit in different ways and even the rest of the crew kind of likes him now too so um meantime edda is, still has this creepy baby charm that she got in her <laughs> shoe with the island mm -hmm. and She's talking aloud to Wintrow because she just really needs a confidant right now. And it's about whether or not she can live up to the expectation of having a baby for Kenneth. And Kenneth actually overhears her and he's like, yeah, you can. And then Kenneth wants Wintrow moved to the deck to play Kate Vivacia, which seems like a bad idea. But okay, whatever. They go ahead and do it. So now we hop over to Wintrow, who's in his deep, dark, subconscious situation. And you hear this voice that's interrupting his thoughts. And it's the dragon that was Vivacia. 
the dragon is really not nice and seems to be kind of a bully, but like fair, whatever her life was, her her life was ripped from her. So I can't really argue with that. Um, she's pissed that all of the humans are ignoring her and that, and what they did to the dragons. And she wants them and Wintro to be held accountable. Wintro says that he's sorry and that he didn't know. And it's like, no, it's not my fault. I'm really sorry. And she says, apologies are absolutely worthless and they'll have to endure what follows. And I ride that train. Apologies, nothing (laughs) to me. So I kind of like her attitude when it comes to that. Um, And... She kind of breaks down, we go into dragon facts for a second, she kind of like really breaks down what happened to her <laughs> as a dragon, what should have happened to her. So what should have happened is she was in her cocoon, and she absorbs all of the memories from her cocoon, and then the form that she takes is the dragon, which is locked inside of the wood. But that didn't happen to her because they chopped open the wood and left the dragon body on the ground. And then she didn't have any memories to absorb because they chopped up all of her wood. So she absorbed all of the memories when she was turned into a ship, from the Vestrit family, and so she was forced to take on this form of a being. It was the ship that she was, you know, carved into, um, and you know she's pissed about it. Fair, it's not fair. So she doesn't get to live the life that she was supposed to, and now it sounds like she has like she, she's out for blood. TBD on that though. Um, meantime, Ed and Kenneth are moving Winter to the deck, which is causing Winter more pain. Kenneth decides to push his finger into Wintro's face because that's always really helpful. Um, it's a little-known medical tactic that revives people. And he tells him, like, you can't die yet, but I understand if you need to die. But actually, no, don't die. Please, don't die. And back in the darkness, Wintro's like, eh, I can feel him poking my face. Like, I'm going to live. I don't really want to die. And this lady, this dragon voice is freaking me out. So... He revives himself. He asks for water. Everyone is like, oh my god, he's alive. Kenneth brought him back to life. Um, so he gets more credit when it's not oh. deserved, which is just fantastic. <laughs> and then the chapter closes with she who remembers chasing the Vivacia, trumpeting that she smells it. She can sense it, but that it's hiding from her. And why is it hiding? And she says that she can taste toxins in the water. And she thinks she can hear voices. And she feels like she's going nutso. And she asks, where are you? Where are you? Why do you conceal yourself from me? Even though um, nobody replies to her, she really feels like somebody heard her. So that was my horrible recap. Mm. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. So. <laughs> Your recap was not horrible. The chapter was I just horrible. couldn't get into it. It was a horrible chapter. Uh, you didn't like the descriptions of how of his, uh, this, his, the softening of his scabs? And how right. His... No. Like, first off, first off, Ugh. this chapter could have been four fucking pages. Instead, it was like 25 <laughs> pages. No, because if there is pain and disgusting body horror yep, to wallow yep, yep, in. Yep, yep. God, and the back and We're forth do with it. the dragon and the drama. And, oh, God. Just like, wake up. I, you know what? I'm with Wintrow. If a dragon tells me to do something, including die, I'm going to do the other thing. <laughs> Let's fuck that dragon. <laughs> my my favorite part of this chapter, and I don't favorite is like a weird way to say it. Uh, I thought the most interesting part of this chapter was so Wintro was like, I cannot let Vivacia discover me because then she will know that she's just a dead piece of scab or whatever. And uh, <laughs> the dragon's like, oh, 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 you think it's safe in here with me? And he's like, oh, fuck, I gotta get out. I gotta get out. <laughs> <laughs> like which yeah this is a trap, <laughs> <It's> a trap. 
I always think everything could be a trap, which is why I'm still alive. Ooh. Says Kenneth. <laughs> he, he wishes. Everything's gotta work out for him. Every time. I feel there's a lot of, like, fic- fits parallels in this chapter, you know, where you, you have this broken body and you're like, I'd like to retreat into death. That seems nice. Yeah. And then an annoying guy <laughs> yeah. poking you being like, no, you can't. I won't let you. Yeah, just if somebody, if you ever encounter somebody who looks like they're dying, just poke them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> in his defense, that was time. the only part of his face that wasn't dis- like I a disgusting know. scab. Still, <laughs> yeah, and then he made it worse. <laughs> just poke him and say, "Nope, don't do that." What's it? What's <laughs> like, it like oh, a great scene when Edda was like, "Oh yeah, I will gently dab his face with water," and like skin came away. Yeah. Like, well, and when they put him back, they no. put him into the wind on the deck, like in the sun and the wind. You know, all of it's drying him out, and I'm just like, oh god, it's all sounded just awful. And yeah, that wasn't even my least ugly. favorite part of it, though. Like my least favorite part of it was the dialogue between him and the dragon shadow. Like, I don't know. I thought you liked the dragons. I thought I was, I was being reasonable. I, I thought the like dragons the, were fine. Like I like the dragons that are flying in the sky. I am a serpent lover. There is literally no difference. But this, yeah. like this angry, See, I feel like, like I have in trapped I feel in the like darkness. I have the dragon. most sympathy. For the ship dragons because they got screwed. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. just didn't like it. All of them got screwed. And like that's yeah, I feel well, like yeah, but like I feel it. like I feel like I have more sympathy for the ship dragons, also because they're ships and they can't release toxins and be super disgusting. But uh... <laughs> it's all they want. <laughs> that's why feel, they're sucking up everyone like else's least, toxins. I feel like I at least feel sorry for them because. They are trapped and they didn't ask for this. Whereas that's fair. You know what, Jenny? None of us ask for it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. So the six duchies. I'm not raining retribution on people. Uh, I mean, that's actually really true. And and part of the process of kind of becoming um, your own person is coming to terms with that and then choosing and choosing what you're going to be and what you're going to do. I'd be a ship. Why not? (laughs) You travel. I just travel in the sky. I have lots of friends all the time. I don't hate them. I think they're interesting. I don't hate them at all. I like them. I like like the dragons the same way that I like Peter Baelish. (laughs) You mean to stab? Chaos is a ladder. For stabbing. See, I feel like I feel like Tavad is the you know Peter Baelish, like. No way, he's too fucking sure. dumb. <laughs> so we already dumb. established Tavad. Okay, Tavad is show Littlefinger. How about that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> like that's oh accurate. God, that's accurate. Tavad is show Littlefinger in season seven before he dies. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's I could be fair, right? <laughs> It's just like if any of these dragons slash serpents slash dead boat dragons were ever just like, hey, my name is Susan. Yeah. Hi. 
and just like normal, like just nice, polite, I would die of shock. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name yeah, is Uzi Snake, pretty... and I'm oozing all over. <laughs> they they are pretty pretty much like super egotistical. Like yeah, they're all like, I'm assholes. the I'm the king. I'm the king of the world. Wait, you can't it. all be kings. It's you so can't fun. all be kings of the sky. I am. Well, they're, they're depends on how they divide up the kingdom. So I want to know what. Yeah, I want to know what the jakes. kings are all like next to each other. Insufferable. <laughs> they're all kings of the sky. I don't think they're designed to survive. I don't think they're all supposed to be. <laughs> no, I don't think they are either. Pretty. <laughs> they have like you know Hunger Games in the sky to pick the kids. Yeah, pretty, pretty shitty much. biology. They just eat the little. They eat. They eat the smaller ones to gain their memories. <laughs> mm. That's how it works, right? It's well, like... part part of their like part. There is a whole part about how they like get into this weird like memory like part of like their life cycles. They get into this memory scramble where like their memories get mixed up and recombined and like that you know new serpents arise from that like what the fuck is that like, that's weird <laughs> they're not organized i'll give them that like, not i mean they, we see this over and over they don't me. know they can't remember all the shit that they remember right they don't and when you and when you have like you know when you when you clearly have an almost like reincarnating kind of life cycle but you don't actually your slate doesn't actually get wiped clean <laughs> like that's uh it gets messy yeah and i mean I, I get from the point of view of like someone like vivacia if there is like the terror of knowing that you aren't who you say you are that there's something else that has greater claim to your existence that like exists behind you and that could possibly you would cease to exist in its place right like that's a little scary because you didn't do anything yeah. to it you just exist like i wouldn't like that i wouldn't like to think that there's like a big dragon inside me that wants to, that i need to die in order to like make room for well, it to would like... it be better if the dragon and like the vestrit lives mixed together and became something new would that be healthier for them Mentally. Right, but I don't think that that, dra that dragon did not seem interested in, like, joining Vivacia. Like, <laughs> it seemed like Vivacia it's should die, you should all die, I should die. Like... But then she made the point of saying, like, <laughs> if one of them dies, it makes everything way worse for all of them. So really, it's better for all three of them to be living. You know what? What if what, what if the, the serpents come by? Is the, is the not Vivacia going to be like, eat me? Mm. Hmm. I don't think maybe. I don't know. Eat my memory. Well, you know, it's like please don't eat me. It seems it seems like uh if the dragon could take control it would. No. But it's question. not. It's well, is not. that why we need is that why we need a family member on the ship? Is that why we need Wintrow? Oh. Question though. Hey. So like hmm. Rings Gold when Draquius was like eat me to the serpent yeah did were, were was ringsgold and draquius like aligned in that or was draquius like speaking to the serpents only and ringsgold kind of wasn't aware and then started getting eaten and was like oh shit this is bad or what, to what rachel's point scene? so 
it was it rings gold until it got the toxins in the figurehead's face or was it rings gold until the person got thrown off like salt shaker parasites thrown into the sea <laughs> and they lost their person and then they well, became Well at that Drakeus. point the ship was underwater, right? If the if the figurehead is wrestled into the water enough to be doused with with uh toxins. Yeah, maybe so maybe the people were all swapped. dead. The people were or dead in the process of dying, yeah. So I I I mean it could be a combination. But also but didn't I we think decide that's, an, that that's a good point. serpents can like can manipulate people's minds too. So what if the serpent were manipulated his mind into thinking he wanted to die? Just because that's what they wanted. There are so many possibilities. They didn't know they could eat the ship until the ship said eat me. We don't know that. They were like, I want to eat the ship. Tell the ship. We don't know what Malkin knows. Malkin could know a little bit more. Oh, stupid. I, love I think that was from Traver's point of view. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's move on to chapter four. There's a gif in, the, in here. Okay. <laughs> oh, there is. Don't look ahead. Don't look ahead. Well, I had to okay. scroll down the page. Um, chapter four. I'm done with you. I mean, uh, Tentaglia, Flight of Tentaglia, something like that. Okay. Come on, we gotta have respect for the title chapters. Yes, okay. The sky was not blue. Oh no, not compared to her. Her armor is like tenfold shields. Her teeth are swords. Her claws are spears. The shock of her tail is a thunderbolt. Her wings are a hurricane. She is the last lord of the three kingdoms. Y'all just better sit down. Tintaglia is distracted from staring at herself in the mirror only by one thing snacks a cute little deer is hippity hopping down below and Tintaglia is amused that creatures do not dare to sit in the open without checking for dragons first she does a sneaky tactical dive right in next to the poor little baby doe and she whispers I am fire I am death <laughs> At this point, the audiobook listeners are subjected to the single worst depiction of dragon noise that I have ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. And so I will play it for you now. Oh, good. <laughs> she gave voice to her hunt. The musical trumpet of her as she stooped, split the morning piece. <laughs> oh, what? It's not very dragon-like, to my mind. You know what? I bet you all the noises that make her dumb and bad. <laughs> Instead of her roar, they have to go. Didn't, didn't Vivacia? Didn't Vivacia do like a key, like a key uh -huh. or yes. something when she? Oh. Yeah, when she was when she was chasing down the slave ship. Good old dragon yeah, so noises. What? The hunt. That sounded like an Continue. old lady who got like a particle in her throat. But in my head, I, thought, I was thinking more of like a Xena yell. I wasn't really thinking of like like a dolphin. Like, I was thinking no, of it's like very a, dolphin -like. like a mix of a hawk with like a larger animal, like a dinosaur. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was definitely thinking we like a hawk like. because like red-shouldered hawks have a very distinct like key key sound, like kia kia, yeah. and like that's how the 
bird watching community. I don't know. Like, Audio book is it. pretty. Uh, that's pretty canon. Pretty fucking weak. It just <laughs> makes me wonder <laughs> if that's what the like war call sounds like. <laughs> what does the singing <laughs> of the minstrel <laughs> sound like? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Maybe their plan is to make you laugh before you you, you know you distracts you into your death. You, you laugh at it first. <laughs> anyway, uh, so after brunch, she wonders if there's something that she was supposed to be doing. <laughs> like an old computer just chock-a-block full of pirated movies. Tentaglia can't quite remember what's going on. Um, uh, after a quick defrag, she recalls that she was supposed to aid those puny humans that saved her. So... Uh, she says, it's almost annoying to find that they're still alive, although their thoughts were the merest humming of a mosquito. So with the loudest of sighs, she declares, I'll save one of them. The male. The female fell into water, so she's moving. It's probably hard to find. Uh, so she leisurely makes her way to the insect rain. Back in the crowned rooster chamber, rain and Selden build a tower of trash to escape, but it sinks as fast as they can build it. Um, Rain contemplates the city and Malta The only things he's ever cared about And most likely they're beyond saving Doom and gloom sets in Selden is starving to death But he seems to think that it's worth it Just to have seen the dragon And lo, the big garter snake appears to save them <laughs> Selden appears to be a bit more enamored with her Than uh, Rain is But as she pulls them out of the hole Tintaglia states You will live, I'm done with you but no, the sad things will die if they don't get food soon. So Rain asks Tintaglia to bow down to them so that they may ride her to Trahog. But peons are carried below. <laughs> so the three of them are set off through the skies with the bite-sized human cargo clutched in their talons like a couple of sausages. Five seconds later, the Blue Concord lands at Trahog docks. The whole city comes out to see them. Why is there no runway big enough for her magnificence? Why? <laughs> There, I'm done with you. I'm done with you, insects. Kefri and Johnny seem oblivious to the majestic being before them, but they prattle on about their children. Everyone starts crying over Malta and Tintaglia and Dades to tell them she's somewhere in the river with a mishap. I mean, say trap. But she only <laughs> tells them to shut them up. Some people can hear her beautiful voice, but Tintaglia chalks it up to how dumb humans are. Rain stamps his little feet, and he convinces her to go search for Malta, but only because she is so bored. Why would she owe, owe anything to these brief specks? So, Tintaglia graces the sky once more, with Ray in tow in her sidecar. She flies so fast that Rain can't even see what's going on, but the eyes of a dragon are not the eyes of a beast. Quickly, they come upon Malta and the circus she's riding to it. Tentaglia matter-of-factly points out that Rain is a dum-dum and they have no way of saving her. Hashtag, I am not a duck. <laughs> so, they find Malta, but then they immediately go right back to Trahog. And uh, Rain is like, hey, let's chase down Malta and the play trap in uh, the Kindry. For the 30th time this chapter, Tintaglia states, I am done with you all. And she leaves to go seek out her own kind before they perish. Just so nice. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I like them. They're interesting. I don't mind her behaving as the <laughs> regal being that she is. I don't. <laughs> She's a big, smelly lizard. Okay, she can't help the way that she smells <laughs> and the fact that she is a reptile, okay? <laughs> and she did the right thing, even though she didn't want to, which means she does have a conscience. I just like that she, that like, we left her in the last book being like, I'm going to go save the humans, I guess. And then we come upon her in this chapter, and she's like, I'm so blue. Look, there's food. Ooh, let's go look at that. <laughs> I'm so she's blue. Like, oh, Nothing man, has ever been I was supposed to be doing me. something, wasn't I? I was like, <laughs> oh, God, she's the worst. No wonder they, they can't, like, I'm sorry, but the, as a species, they... <laughs> It's amazing. Like no wonder this this so, happened. Yeah. It, it 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 seems almost less like she has too many memories and can't remember and maybe a little bit more she's driven by her base instincts. <laughs> maybe she's a little more beast like than she wants to admit. Uh-huh. And some I mean like some people uh when they were on the docks were like, "Whoa, the dragon is talking." And they're like, "The dragon's not fucking talking. What are you talking about?" Like <laughs> it's just a big lizard. So, it seems it like some snorted. people some people can be more swayed by her thoughts of herself than others. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think I'm immune. <laughs> I, say, I I feel like the people who can't hear her are lucky. <laughs> They're not suddenly spouting poetry. <laughs> like, did you see that? I've never seen a blue like that. Let me write it oh down. Selden seems oh to be God. the most affected of everybody. Yeah. Well, he's a baby. Yeah, he's a little kid. His brain is he's more like, malleable than all the others. It's not formed all the like way. It's like he doesn't talk in two and a half books, and now he's suddenly like, Tentaglia, <laughs> I've never seen such beauty in all of my life. <laughs> what is this amazing He's creature? Been holding it in. I don't even want to close my eyes because then I wouldn't be looking at her. I'd rather my eyes dry out yes. and fall out of my oh head my while God. I stare at her. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I'm about to starve to death, but it was worth it. I it love it to see I, her fly. I love that Selden's like, we're dying. He's like, I'm hungry. And then again, it's like, but I'm hungry. It's just like. <laughs> And Rain's like, now is not the time. Like, fucking forget about being hungry. You're about to die. Like, who gives a shit if you're hungry? We're in quicksand. It's like like they're drowning up to the back. It's like, when you're a kid and you're hungry, you have to tell someone, I'm I'm hungry. hungry. And they feed you. (laughs) Where where was Rain getting the food when they're stuck in that chamber? But that's not how a kid thinks. Should he eat mud? Also, I just want to point out that the stone dragons of the six duchies will let you ride them on their backs. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's people memories. Superior, hashtag superior dragons. They weren't real They're dragons. engineered that way. Because <laughs> they're full of people memories. <laughs> Rachel, you're going to need to get over this fucking dragon hate before we dive into those other books. <laughs> we can't listen to you bitching for 75 episodes I know there's four of those uh, yeah there's a lot the of those fucking books she's telling the truth she's still gonna be crying about the next trilogy don't worry 
Oh God! <laughs> I finished. I finished Fool's Fate the other day. You actually read all three of them. I already? read all three of them instead. <laughs> I oh, took God. a little break. I took a little break. Read the Tawny Man trilogy. Came back. <laughs> Had to. Oh, so you still haven't finished this book? No, I just started reading it yesterday. <laughs> Have you ever read this book? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do I remember a lot it? of it? Not much. Not at all. She remembers how much she hates the dragons, though. Well, that lasts beyond these books, so. <sighs> For God's sake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everyone remember this, because when Ashley finally says, hey, you know what? Maybe I don't like dragons so much. I want you to remember this moment. I'm just saying, <laughs> right now, I'm not mad at them. I feel like they're behaving in a way that's okay, considering all of the horrible things that have happened to them. I don't think yeah. I hated them as much until I started reading these books. If your hatred is tainted by future, that's a spoiler, ma'am, and you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I said I. I not you, Jenny. I'm talking much. to Rachel. I would never say that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's family, I can tell her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I am not a duck. Alright. I am not a um, duck. I am not a duck. Well no, but I, I think I think something Eli said earlier, I don't remember when, but it did it does it does put into perspective how the dragons got themselves into this 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 little bit mess where they there was just one teensy little cataclysm and they kind yeah, of messed up it. their entire yeah. yeah i mean and really the only reason that like they have a chance at surviving is total fluke of the abominations capturing she who remembers because if she'd hatched with the rest of them and not been caught and captured and held for like six lifetimes um she would have been in a dragon cocoon and made into a live ship like the rest of them mm-hmm Yeah, possibly. At least that they would have come to this crisis a long time ago, and there wouldn't have been an adult dragon, right? Because, right, there they would have just been like, yeah, they would they would have just ended because they need. It seems like they need every single part of the cycle to be like active, in order for the yeah. cycle mm -hmm. to continue. It's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of mechanics into their situation. I've said it before, but, like, you know, like, humans are, they require, like, we've got, you know, it takes forever for a kid to be born, and then they have to be, like, you have to keep track of them. Whatever it is that you do. You have to do whatever it is, <laughs> whatever you do to raise a child. You have to do it forever and ever, and then they're, they're finally able to take care of themselves, like, you know, like a decade and a half later. Um, whereas like a giraffe or whatever, you, you know, you, it drops out and it's able to walk in like five minutes. Yes, but it has four legs and a tiny brain. <laughs> right. But like, I feel, I feel like the dragons are like a, like an even further step up from, they're like even more than people. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think somebody they've said got like, before they've got like, like, they're like, they're like a thousand people in one person. Right, because if they all lived forever and they were e able to easily reproduce, there would not be enough deer right. on the planet to feed them. Right, it's like elves. They're... <laughs> yeah. 
Well, elves, there's not a lot of elves be because of sexuality in Tolkien, but sure, let's make them elves. No, I mean, it's the same idea, the though. The dragons like... go to the Undying Lands, and then we don't have to do <laughs> Well, actually, they are more like Tolkien dragons, if you think of Smaug and, like, how arrogant he is and how self-involved he is. Unless, like, the Game of Thrones dragons, which are basically just, like, big horses. <laughs> That breathe fire. That breathe fire. And destroys Yeah, well, let's talk about that. Ken, Tintaglia has not yet done the one thing that dragons can, you think they could do, which is breathe fire. Right? She's just pouncing on shit. Do we think that these dragons breathe fire? I don't know. I don't know. They seem to be like serpents. (laughs) They have like the the poison that, that paralyzes. But, I mean, she's also been awake for like an hour. There, there has been no textual support of these dragons breathing fire at any point. Yeah, no, there's like no, there's charred, no, yeah, there's no, no uh, drawings no, of no, them uh, breathing fire. No wall hangings yeah. with flames, you know, mm-hmm. and no memories from because we've we've actually seen quite a bit of dragon memories at this point, and none of them like are, none of them are about breathing fire. So I will put that in the think... pearl column. These dragons seem to not breathe fire, which is good. Cool. I feel like yeah. I need to go like read some later books and find out the answer to yeah. this. Yeah. Hey, I haven't read The Rain Wilds and Alyssa's not here, so. <laughs> well, no, I meant the last trilogy. Oh. I don't feel like we were were in a position to. Well, never mind. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Shut it down. Alert! Alert! Back up! Back to thought. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I do. I do like the idea though, where she's like, "I'm not taking you. I'm not taking you to get Mal- to find Malta. That's stupid." And he's like, "You will take me to find Malta." She's like, "Fine." And then she takes him. And she's like, "See, this isn't helping you. You could have been halfway here already <laughs> on a boat." But it does help him though, because like, do you think the other Rainwilders would have been like, "The dragon told me Malta was on the river. Let's get in the Kendry That's and go true. after her." No, Fuck they, yeah. no. Half of them would have been like, "You're all crazy. No one said anything." Yeah, yeah, but when he came back and he's like, uh, Malta's in a small boat with the Satrap and, you know, Keki, like, let's go get him. They're like, oh, fuck, let's go get him. So, but like, also, that actually like, did have a benefit. Yeah. And also, she's like, see how much time you wasted making me fly out here? Now we have to fly back and you got to get the boat. And I'm like, how long did it take you to fly that part? You're a fucking giant it, dragon. It felt like, <laughs> like, like a minute. It should have taken you, like, five seconds. Yeah. 20 minutes. So <laughs> 40 even. minutes there and back again. 40 minutes is a long time. But there's no way it took them 40 minutes to fly that far when Malta passed by that fucking dock earlier that day. But the river is running white, Ashley. So what? It's very fast. It's going fast. But that dragon could go faster than a river. It was like one minute in the audiobook. It could not have been that long. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Someone get yeah, out the map went... and start projecting distances <laughs> and flight. We'll see how fast Look, the t- dragon Tintaglia, Tintaglia, Tintaglia has a really poor grasp of time because she like she keeps comparing human That's lives true. to like true. mosquitoes and bugs, and yet she's so terribly inconvenienced to have to go like five minutes out of her way. So, <laughs> like, I don't, I she don't know. Spent that she... another five minutes and like gotten 
ran to the dock to get like a rope that they could have flown back over Malta and like rescued her. But see, that part of me I understand because that's like the two hours that I have to spend psyching myself up to work out for 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And I need that two hours and that two hours is not long enough. And so Tintaglia is like, I don't want to do my dancer size today. This is is a queen spending two minutes with a peasant. It's too long. It's too long. (laughs) While she has to hold him clutched to her breast, like what is it? What was the description? Like a squirrel, like a squirrel with a nut. (laughs) Did it say that? No, it did not. I do not remember that. It did. It said a squirrel with a nut. They have squirrels in the Because it was such a helpful visual, and I was like, wait, this isn't regal. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut, so what's up? Do you think her little tail curls up? I'm searching for the word squirrel <laughs> in my Kindle. She clutched them both to her breast as a squirrel <laughs> treasures a nut found. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember reading that. Oh, oh, that's so good. Shit. It's good, it's good. <laughs> Such a bizarre description. <laughs> Robin was just like writing these pages in her backyard. She's like, oh, look at all those squirrels collecting nuts. <laughs> oh. She Bob Ross. <laughs> So I, I forgot to say this in the Malta on the River chapter, but like the whole thing about how she's like, God damn it, the lights look so close and it's taking so far to get there. It just, it reminded me so much of my time living in Louisiana. Um, and like the drive from Baton Rouge to New Orleans is like, if you take the interstate, it's objectively like 65 miles. But if you take River Road, it can take you three hours because it follows the river mm-hmm. and it meanders it's and it's like around. back and forth and back and forth. It's like switchbacks the whole way down. And I was like, yeah, it can take that long, Malta. Like, rivers are not actually efficient ways to travel, like, from one place to another. If you're looking at, like, the distance as the crow flies or as the lights, you know, appear through right. the trees. As the dragonflies. Yeah, as the dragonflies. All these animals better start looking up. I guess that's <laughs> the thesis of this. She was so offended that that deer was, like, not preparing I for know. arrival. <laughs> <laughs> but that also, it's like, how long has it been since a dragon flew? Because, like, this whole entire species has forgotten their predator. Well, the... Yeah. She, she who remembers said it had been... She had been trapped for several lifetimes. Yeah, of her like of like the cycles. serpent cycle, yeah. several cycles, and they appear to live much longer than obviously much longer than humans. Yeah, with our yeah little buggy lives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if like fifty to eighty years is an, is a mosquito, then I think we can safely say that they're living for thousands of years. Yeah, cool. It's been a long time. So how many years do we think is between each, like, dragon hatching? Like, wave, you know? like mm. So them coming out of their cocoons. Yeah, like, I don't know. Hmm. I'm guessing, like, a couple thousand. 
because I don't know, some, somehow like my just my general impression is that it's like in the five to ten thousand year range that they've been not on the ground. So that would, you know, several lifetimes would would comfortably fit if they're like two to three thousand years per well, lifetime. I, don't, I mean, I don't know, because we know that the people that the elderlings who lived in the city, they understood what the how the dragon cycle worked. Right. Because they mm. put all that. Yeah, because they logs yeah. in the room. Yeah. Well, because it the... sounds like it only takes a like a year. I don't know, like how long a year? Yeah, yeah it's like a like the whole cycle for them to like pupate, and then the you shine so, some sun on them. The elderlings had it all mapped out, and they knew what was going on, and they died out long enough ago that their tapestries and stuff remain and people know about them but right they... and maybe their tapestries were made out of something that lasts a lot longer because if you start saying that it starts getting funny but like there's their trip. cities remain as yeah. ruins um so how long do we have civilizations that have like cities that remain as ruins like just barely under maybe even underground like well, we talk, also have like, like these earthquakes that happen all the time, and I mean, all the city yeah. finally just got you know buried like catastrophically. But they also were in a room that used to be above ground with a big dome that was now very far underground. Well, yeah, yeah. but like the rest and, of the city is in big yeah. trouble too. I mean, we're still digging up, you know, ruins from like the basically approximate you know jesus time um that are if, if if you like some of them are actually very well preserved because they've been underground they haven't been exposed to like oxygen and oxidation um so when you actually find them and excavate them it's like these perfectly yeah. preserved murals that show how like the you know romans and carthaginians and stuff painted um things it wasn't like right and i think like the excuse the, I, and I, my whole thing is like if there are tapestries and like books or or you know vellum or whatever that still exist it can't really be too old right like we're not mm -hmm. looking at stone tablets we're looking at at soft goods so maybe mm -hmm. the artificial distancing between the contemporary time and the time of the elderlings is because of this cataclysm, right? That's why they lost history. Mm -hmm. That's why they forgot languages and all of this mm -hmm. knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's possible. Uh, so okay. Are we good right. to move on to closing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Sure. Every episode prompts this be my crew character introductions and exits. Well, let's see. We're seeing new sides of Cirilla and Selden. And <laughs> he's so hungry. He's so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not really any new characters besides Tintaglia, who yeah, kind of knew we more kind about of her. Yeah. We knew for um, three seconds before no. X marks the spot. Where the heck are we? Again, the uh the map is not super helpful at this point. We know people are in Trahog. We know people are in Big Town. And we know boats are on water. But we're not 100% sure exactly where. Although if they are still near Others Island. If Vivacia is still near Others Island and you look at the map. She's pretty far from Big Town. Yeah. 
And if that also helps you think about like where the serpents might possibly be. So Others Island is like where the serpents are born. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, and, yeah. Yeah, or we're, and we're that's born at, like, once. The whole, that's at like the kind of bottom right of the map if you're looking at it. And then Big Town is at like the top left. Mm. So, and then like the Pirate Isles are in between, and then Jamalia's at on like the bottom left. So, Others Island is closer to Jamalia? Yes. And there's a whole, and all the Pirate Isles are between, Mm. like in a big wall. I I think uh, Vivacia was said to be like about to go into the inner passage by the Pirate Isles. Okay. Yeah. the, The little, the, the one in the middle. So that they can get to, yeah, because there's like two sides of that, yeah. Um, okay, uh, what, what a tangle, what are the serpents doing? We've only seen She Who Remembers at this point and Moby Dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a jerk. Oh, if you I guess... him again, he better say he's sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess a new character introduction could be the ghost dragon on vivacia yeah and and road cairn red cairn how do they say it in the audiobook roward roward cairn and they say the freaking six duchies accent is funny okay (laughs) (laughs) the ship's talk what did we learn about live ships in this section quite a lot in terms of vivacia and her precarious uh, grasp on her own existence. In every one of us, a dragon lives deep down. <laughs> Rachel actually is a dragon. She just <laughs> won't admit it. <laughs> no, why that's she why she doesn't like Tintaglia. She's like, that's a... I hate that bitch. <laughs> you know, I could fight her. My arch rival. I could fight her. I could fight Tintaglia. I'd win. I could take her. <laughs> She's just a big squirrel. She's a big blue squirrel. I can take her. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the patriarchy, misogyny, capitalism, slavery, and fashions from Jamelia? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Although it's nice that, you know, Tintaglia is going to bring some much-needed feminine perspective. I... (laughs) A little bit of a, a little bit of a misandrist. That's our like paragraph of femininity. I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, I think Cirilla needs to do uh, some some course correcting and learn from the people around her who seem to want the same goals as her. We'll see. Anything else? Nope. Still waiting on buttons. You're just not going to get them. Someday <laughs> that's going to be the, a reference that people understand. <laughs> You're going to be waiting until Golden Fool for the stupid buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I will wait. Maybe the end of, of Fool's Errand. Okay. Uh, reminder for our next reading section, we're going to be on Ship of Destiny chapters 5 through 9. And I it's have gonna quite... drive me bonkers that we're not rounded. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I could have done what we did before so that we had the five the five chapter chunks. But then somebody would have been doing double duty today. So. Yeah. Um, do you have some content warnings? 
Uh, oh, there's a lot. <clears throat> yeah, so chapter five, there's going to be a discussion of details surrounding Althea's attempted rape. Chapter six, Cirilla will uh, cover some of her own rape trauma. And then in chapter eight, Malta is going to be threatened with rape. So it's mm. going to... Wow, these books get better and better. (laughs) Is it the same time that she murdered him? (laughs) Uh, All right, I am Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. Uh, I'm Jenny, and you can find me at Faces Freya on Instagram. And check out my Edda drawing from this week. It's so good. It's so good. I loved Edda. I've loved all of them, but you know it was awesome that is bad with her short sassy haircut she's a mm-hmm. badass <laughs> um i'm eli and you can find me at chewy bread cosplay on instagram i'm elena you can find me at moth elena and i'm ashley and i'm on instagram at ladybird parker next up a spoiler section where i will talk to myself <laughs> I mean, if you want to. I have a, I have a question for you. Oh, okay, good. I'll have a friend. <laughs> it's a terrible, right. it's a terrible question. Right. Well, y'all enjoy. Bye. 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 Would you rather read about Wintro's bloated <laughs> skin slowing off or Fitz's postules on his back? Oh, no. God. Actually, that's a terrible thing I to I would think much about. rather read about Wintro's slothing skin. <laughs> it's a little bit shorter. I feel like the, the Fitz stuff was like just so long. In a weird it was way, very drawn I always. Out. In a weird way for Fitz, I feel like. like it's fits the fool and night eyes it's not fits the fool night eyes and a bunch of parasites like they need they're like crowding my ship they need to get out it was just like you know with winter it's like okay fine but with fits it's like he's it's the end of this like long long journey and then he's got these like horrible yeah, sores on his back that she just keeps referencing and it's like oh my god leave him alone already i thought about it and i think it's because he's been through so much already and still chosen to come back to his body that she really needed to like bust his body up like she needed to <laughs> do something where he like couldn't he couldn't choose to come back and like stay there he had to leave he couldn't skill heal himself yeah, he, again. She had to evict him from his body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the only other thing I wanted to say to you was that Tarman is, yeah, it's it's one of the earlier live ships, so it didn't have a, a figurehead yet. Is it a barge thing? Yeah, it's like an older style. Yeah. So does like it ship. does it act yeah. like anything? Can it manifest itself in any way? To tell that it's a live well, ship. Well, it still talks. Oh, it's... Yeah, okay. it can still talk. Yeah, it just doesn't have a face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it, it's still quickened and does all the telepathy and all that crap. Is that what they take first before they get he ends to up, apparently, Paragon? 
well no i'm not i'm not even gonna tell you what i'm reading in the wiki because it's hilarious <laughs> is it spoilers okay i just yes spoilers for I what don't, i can i can barely even remember oh. tarman so i'm just gonna like just i don't remember that what i am reading about what happens to tarman i don't remember <laughs> this from the trilogy we read and it's too hilarious i would have remembered <laughs> it must be Rainwilds then yeah it must be in the Rainwilds. oh goody at least there wasn't anything in this section where with Amber, so you didn't have to be like, oh my yeah. god. The next section is ridiculous. Not only does Amber start start her her skin oh. fever. Yeah, I know. She's like, I have a fever. It's fine. That's gotta be It'll a... It'll go away. Hey. It'll go away. And she says things like, Jack has seen it before. I'll be fine. And then Althea's like, wait, are you gonna spread it to the rest of the ship? And she's like, of course not. It's not that kind of sickness. That might be... They might notice <laughs> then. Well, I mean, Ashley. Well, there's something. Ashley there's one other. Th- yeah, and then there's one other thing that was happening that I, oh, I cannot remember actually. Okay. Question: um, the the yeah. the dot on the back of Malta's neck that is a fingerprint, right? Oh yeah. Whose fingerprint? Amber's. Didn't she take the gloves oh. off when she like helped bring her out of the like? But it dragon? wouldn't be blue. I thought it was I blue it was... because Tintaglia had marked. I thought her. it was bluish silver because it was a silver fingerprint. Uh, that maybe that's... that that was that, like, that was the more skill accurate. link. Yeah, that was the skill that's link yeah. To, yeah. to help her get out of. Yeah. The thing. And then that's that's why Tintaglia was able to grab her so hard because yeah. she bet, was open to the skill. Right. Yeah. I. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that's huh. Because that's how she came out. Because she was like gathered by. Yeah, yeah, she was gathered up by her. Yeah, I can't remember what the other thing was, but there was another thing that was said, and I was like, "Oh, that's." Oh, shout out to our one commenter that said that that they thought we were handling yeah. it yes. well. <laughs> thank you. It's like thank you. <laughs> Going insane. <laughs> All right, I have Same. nothing else to cover. We gotta go into the next section. The next section is better. A lot more happens. I started it, but I already forgot everything I read, which is shocking to no one. Bye. Bye. Oh, she actually left.